Do you ever have negative self-talk or voices that say, you can't do that. They wouldn't agree to that. They wouldn't date me. I can't apply for that job or they would never say yes. If you were human, you would know that rejection or the fear of rejection is something that we all must deal with at some point. I want us to look at how we can reframe our perspective on rejection and build the confidence to ask for what we really want. As we build up our confidence and push past the fear of rejection, we open ourselves up to a world of possibilities. If you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. And if you don't step out, nothing is ever going to happen. Hi, and thank you for joining me for episode two of the For The Creatives podcast by Home Of Champions. I'm Elisha Tatarera, and today I chat with Daniel Johnson about how we can reframe and push past the fear of rejection, use it as an opportunity to grow, and we look at some actions that we can take to build confidence and ask for what we really want in life. Hey Daniel, thanks for joining me today and for coming on the For The Creatives podcast. I met Daniel uh, a couple years ago at a startup weekend, an event that brings entrepreneurs and innovators and startups together. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me and good seeing you again. So, you're, um, you're, you have an accent. It sounds like you're not from Australia. Where are you from? Well, I'm not the one with the accent. You all are all <laughs> the ones with the accent. No, um, I'm from uh, Kentucky, a landlocked state back in the United States, and I just happened to find myself here in Australia uh, trying to have some fun and make a dent in the world. That's awesome. So tell, tell me a bit more. Tell us a bit more about what you're doing in Australia. Yeah. So uh, one of the first things I did is I've always had my eyes on coming and visiting Australia. And through the event that you mentioned that we met together for the first time, um, the Startup Weekend event, which is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, really smart, intelligent people gather together and they share business ideas, self-select into teams and work all weekend long to try to see how far they can take that business. Uh, well, I'd done probably 50 or 60 of those around the world. Um, and I had my eyes set on Australia as a cool place to visit. Of course. And of course. One, one of my life goals uh, in 2016, 2017 is still uh, present is I want to travel around the world where 80% of it is paid for by someone else. So um, I saw that Townsville, Australia, Queensland was hosting one of these events. And I was like, well, if not me, then who? And I submitted my name. Um, to come in and be the, the guest MC, the host of that. Um, and I was promptly rejected from that. So, Ouch. Okay, that is harsh. Yeah. I was I, told, uh, good luck. Uh, they don't have the money to do that. There's no way that uh, Australians will ever want someone coming into their community and helping out with these events. Ouch. Well, from what I've seen and what I know about you so far, they were wrong. One of the things that I want to touch um, in this episode is rejection and like the fear of rejection there's a lot of creatives and entrepreneurs and people that are wanting to get into business wanting to start something musicians that might be listening to this who are either that there's something holding them back and i think a lot of the times fear or the fear of rejection is something that holds us back have you had much experience of being being rejected or i get rejected on a daily (laughs) basis so from big things to little things it doesn't matter but uh, for me, it's all about the mentality of what you have is you're, you know, you're going to get rejected, expect to get rejected. If you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. 
but then people are really fearful. I agree with that statement, uh, that they're very fearful to the point that they won't even ask for things because of the inward fear that this person doesn't like me, they'll hate me forever, uh, I'll be tarnished, they'll make a note in my customer file, something like that, Yeah. and you just won't get whatever you want, but I've never seen that happen, so I don't know. I agree. I think um, fear can be such a massive um, perspective thing and like how we look at things. I've had a lot of experience of rejection and being told no in the past. And I, but I believe now that when we ask for what we really want and we push past that fear of rejection, it can open up a world of possibilities. So we'll touch a bit more about that in a moment, sure. but I have a question for you. Yep. So I love zombie movies, okay. <laughs> like World War Z and those type. Um, if you were in a zombie apocalypse, what are two things that you would what are two things that you would want with you from your from your house or from a house? Two things that I would want with me in a zombie apocalypse. So that's probably assuming there's a lot of other people that I'm a pretty content person, so if something's going to get me, it's going to get me. So there's probably not much that <laughs> I would have that would would fend off zombies. So what so I would probably go comfort level. You couldn't bring technology because you probably couldn't recharge it. Um, what would I bring with me? I don't know. Maybe a good series of books. I like because you're probably going <laughs> to die whack anyway. The zombies yeah. in the books. No, like it. Yeah, I don't. No, I'd be like, just come at me, bro. Like it's good. Come on, like yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Like, yeah. I mean, if it's a global pandemic of zombies and there's no hope, like it's it's just a time thing. Like it doesn't matter. You can't control the outcome. You can only control your reaction and just be happy whenever they come and bite your neck. And I do hope that if we do have a global pandemic that turns everyone into zombies, we at least have hoverboards or like flying hovercrafts or something. Yeah, but you have to have power for those, which means you have to depend on those. Uh, well, you know, maybe by that time, Elon Musk will have developed a way for us to have civilization on Mars. Portable nuclear power. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. So yeah, as we're talking about fear, and I really want to encourage people to sort of reframe how they look at rejection and um, reframe how they look at, at stepping out and pursuing something new. Because I think as humans, we're wired to sort of avoid things that might um, be risky or things that might cause us pain or hurt or loss. But I, I believe um, a lot of the time, especially in business or anything in the create, where you're creating something of your own, that um, you're going to face rejection. Like you're going to face some sort of wall. But if you let that stop you, you're not going to get anywhere. How do you, how do you see rejection? Uh, I mean, I'm a, personally, I'm okay with it. I wish more people were okay with it. Typically that innate fear of, and I deal typically with a lot of people in their business and business founders and people that are starting out with small teams. Yeah. Um, and I find that the reason that they're fearful of either releasing their product to the market or picking up that phone call and asking someone, can I help you with my product? They just don't do it. And it's not because they don't have a great product. It's not because people don't want it. It's typically because they won't initiate the sales process and they're fearful of, I, they believe they have one failed shot or one shot to succeed. Yeah. And if they fail at that, then their business will tank. And I don't necessarily believe that. I think there are things you can do. Um, like one of the things whenever I work with people, especially the very first time, um, I share with them this whole mantra of, in life, there's only three answers you'll ever get whenever you're asked for something. Yeah. It's a flat out no, it's a no, not right now, or it's a yes. 
Yeah. And so if those are the only three outcomes, and it's yes to the next step of whatever it is, um, which means, yay, that's great. Everybody go forward. If it's a no, not right now, well, that gives you permission to engage again whenever the timing is appropriate. You don't know if somebody just, their their kid called and they're throwing up sick at the school and like right now they literally can't take your sales call and they have yeah. to. So it could be as simple as that or it could be, you know what, we're doing through reorg or I just joined this company last week. I literally don't have the influence or the power to do it. Uh, rarely do you get a no. And if you get a no, it almost always means that you either chose the wrong prospect or the person to talk to, or you're not clearly articulating your value of what you can do and how how you position that. So I think you can always get you want to get to a, a no as fast as possible or a yes to the next step as possible. But it all comes down to fear. Yeah. And if we um if you don't try and if you don't step out, you're never gonna nope. never gonna know if it's a no. And not right now or yes at all. Not asking is the exact same answer as getting a no. Yeah. Because you're not proceeding and moving forward. So I know no one, well, I'm pretty sure there's no one. I'm sure there's someone in the world that has done it, that has been arrested or kicked for their job for saying, um, or their spouse left them for putting what they have to offer the world out there and saying, hey, I built this thing. You look like you may be able to benefit from this thing. Like, is this a possibility we can explore together? You're yeah. not going to get arrested unless you're doing something illegal. Yeah. You're not going to be left by your spouse unless you're doing something illegal and immoral or something that you all didn't agree to in whatever your spousal relationship is. So you just got to ask. You're not, you're not going to get arrested. Just ask. I love that. You're not going to get arrested. Um, and, it, and it's so true. And when it comes to things like a musician putting out a piece of music that they created or a business owner like advertising or like getting, trying to get people involved in a startup idea they have, a lot of the time I think it can, it is personal. Like it's something you're invested in and you've created, you're putting a bit of your heart in it. Um, so when you're trying to like push that out to the world or ask people to help support it, I think you have to develop a bit of a, a bit of a backbone and build up that courage to just go out and ask and push past that rejection. With my first business, um, clothing business a few years ago, after I closed that down, I, um, I had to look for work. I had no other sources of income. So I went around to just everywhere. I printed out a bunch of resumes and I just went out handing out resumes to everywhere. And one of the places I handed out a resume to was Toy World. And I just needed a job anywhere. And they, I went in for an interview and I never heard back from them. I mean, it could have been for so many reasons. They could have found someone the next day who was better um, suited for the job. Like, uh, yeah, it could be so many different reasons. But for me, I was like, ouch. Like, I was like, I just got, I felt like I just got rejected by Toy World. <laughs> and um, for me in that, in that moment, um, I just had to really reframe how I was looking at um, rejection. And in that sense, I guess it wasn't really, it wasn't anything personal. It was just something didn't work out. And it was then pushed me to keep going and to keep applying for, um, for, for new jobs and new, new work. Yeah, that, no, that, that's, a, that's a good example of you were making up your own reality for whatever you experienced. And odds are that wasn't what happened. You're, you're exact, they didn't reject um, Elijah. Yeah. They just selected someone else. Yeah. You, you just weren't the top applicant for whatever it is. Now they could have been doing just courtesy interviews because they were going to hire their best mate and their paperwork stated that they have to interview three outside candidates and you were just the warm body in the current seat. And that's just the way the cards fell, but you have no idea about that. 
Yeah, no, that's very true. So don't your reality is only made up in the states. We call it the six inches between your two temples. Yeah, and that's it. Your reality, how this podcast is going right now, is much different than mine, um, and then somebody else that's listening right now. So the only thing you can do is control your reaction to yeah. whatever the scenario is, and it wasn't personal. Like unless you really wanted to work at Toy World. Yeah, which you probably did. No, I didn't. Love Toy World, but no. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's true. So I think one thing I'm getting out of that is like not, um, taking reject, not making rejection personal. Sometimes it may be, but overall, just across the board, not making rejection personal. And most of the time it's not about you. No one hates you or is it's out to get you. It's sort of like um, riding a bicycle. You know, you're going to fall off. Like, yeah. um, I, I rode my bike, um, whenever I had a job up in, uh, Yapoon in 2019 and 2020 because I was being stubborn and I didn't want to buy a car and I lived 1.2k away. Like I literally could have walked yeah. every day, but I decided to get a bike to get there faster. And I got there faster than what it took me to drive and finding a parking spot and whatever. And I was able to park my bike. Now we know we're going to fall down. I, I'm in, I'm 38 and I still fell off my bike mainly because somebody opened their door in the bike lane and I happened to clip their door and no. took a big spill. Um, but yeah, if I wasn't riding the bike, that would have never happened. Okay. Yeah. I would have been safe, but all the other times and everything. So you're, Something as simple as falling off a bike, there's still fear associated with it. You yeah. just get up and you go. Now, did I stop riding my bike after that happened? No. I had somewhere to be. Had to be like, dude, why did you? And he said, well, I didn't I didn't look to see if anybody was in the bike lane. Well, no crap. Like, I yeah. was there. I hit you. Um, so, yeah, even though if you have fear. Um, so, like, one of the things that I do whenever I coach people is I try to get them over this fear first because if you're trying to go down the sales process or whatever it is and you're not willing to be rejected by somebody that you believe you can really help that's that's a really hard ask so what i do is i say hey next time you're a bakery next time you're at any place of business ask for something for free or free upgrade so you could go to here in bundaberg aloysius um, and you know you always order a medium mocha with almond milk or whatever. Yeah. Well, you should you should just joke around and see what phrasing works or gets a rise out of the barista whoever's taking the order and say, well, today's free upgrade day, right? And they're going to be like, what do you mean free upgrade? Well, I'm paying for a medium, but I it's free upgrade day, right? I should be able to get a large for the price of the medium. Now, there's no reason that barista should ever fulfill your order, right? Yeah. It's yeah. not in their interest. It's not in the best interest. It's actually a little bit more work for them. But you know what? Eventually, you're going to get that phrasing right of whatever it is. Hey, uh, it's like uh, I, I should be able to get a free banana with this pound cake or whatever it is yeah. like every single place I go to um, I either ask for a discount or ask for something for free so that I'm always being okay with the rejection now if that barista says no that was yesterday like they're they're bantering with you but that's good and they're telling mm -hmm. you no not right now again going back to that answer but every time you do that it's great so like my earbuds that I travel around with um they were new I bought them the first day they were on sale in Australia and I go to JB Hi-Fi which the posted price is what you're supposed to pay. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Um, and so I just walked up to the, the guy and I'm, I'm like getting ready to purchase it. And he, his manager is there. And I always do this interesting thing. I say, Hey, can I, and I knew it was the manager. And I said, Hey, can I speak to your manager about how big of a help you were? 
And like, he's like, <laughs> and the manager's in front of me. So I'm like complimenting. And she's like, oh yeah, John's great. Rah, rah, whatever. Fine. And then whenever they're ringing me up, I'm like, well, there's a good guy discount, right? And they looked at me with a blank face and I didn't know I shouldn't use that name whenever I'm in Australia, but it works in um, the U S because yeah. there's not a company called good, good, good guys. guys. Yeah. But, uh, and they're like, well, what is the good guy discount? I was like, well, I'm a good guy. You're a good guy. There has to be a discount with that. <laughs> and I got 10% off that saved me. It was $330 for the headphones and I got $300. That's $30 I can spend on something else. And it all happened because I just asked what, yeah. was, what, what was the worst case scenario? I knew I was going to pay $330. And if they said no, you weren't going to it, die. No one's it wasn't about you. me. I yeah. wasn't going to be arrested. I still paid full price. I'm still at 3.30, but just by asking, hey, there has to be a discount for us being nice to each other. There's 30 bucks. That's 10%. A lot of 10%. Like, imagine if you get that across the board with whatever you have. You earn $60,000. <laughs> Um, a year and you yeah. get $6,000 in free stuff that adds up. And I really like how it does help you sort of, um, reframe rejection. Like you're putting yourself out there and I guess every time you do that, it probably builds up yeah. a bit of courage. So the next time you're less likely to fear asking that. So if I, I, if I had to encourage the listeners to do anything, it would be for 10 days straight, 30 days straight, whatever it is, every time you have an interaction with a service provider, ask them for something for free or ask them for a discount on something. Could be a free piece of fruit whenever you get your coffee in the morning, a free upsize. Yeah. It should be something. It could be 10% off whenever you go into uh, JB Hi-Fi. It doesn't matter. Like, I do it on the phone all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what's the worst thing they're going to say is no. Well, okay, I'm going to pay full price anyway. It's in the budget. So. It's like, oh, well, yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. And then... Um, me as like a creative and entrepreneur, I've got a few different things I'm working on and I'm always trying to build up my own, I build up courage to ask people to get involved in things that I'm doing and put myself out there. And, and that does take, I think a bit of courage sometimes, depending on who you are. Some people are just naturals at it, um, like yourself. Um, but I think doing that could be a really good, really good practice for just building up that courage to just put yourself out there. Baby just, steps. Yeah. Baby steps. Yeah, there, there's tons of uh, example. One, I like the 100-day challenges. So, for yeah. instance, I'm part of a couple communities, including one which is 100 Days of No Code, which No Code is a new uh, visual programming thing that helps budding entrepreneurs get their idea out faster by using, if you can use PowerPoint, you could use these to yeah. create your own apps and stuff like that. So, uh, Max, who's on that particular, uh, he he's the one that's behind 100 Days of No Code, Um He's taken that concept, and the, the really big belief is if you do something for 100 days, you're starting to learn, you're challenging yourself, you get more advanced in every day. Yeah. And if you think about the law of compounding, um, and this is what I would want people to do that are listening, and if you want to get over this fear of rejection, and I want you to go 100 days with asking for something for free or a discount. Um, and it should be things that people should not be able to do in their role or like it's against the yeah, pricing yeah. policy. Um, but anyway, so if you compound being 1% better every day over 100 days, at the end of 100 days, you're 2.7 times better than whenever you started. Like, so if you are really low on your confidence level yeah. um, with asking, great. Well, that'll you'll just double your confidence level. Um, if you do it for 365 days straight, the law of compounding, at the end of 365 days of learning, practicing, thinking about like doing handstands, yoga, something like that, yeah. you're now 37 times better than whenever you started. And that's just the law of compounding. Yeah. Um, and so you just need to, for five minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, something like that, like you were never good at walking. Like yeah. you had to learn that. And every day you got a little bit better, one foot in front of the other. And now people are running 100 
100 mile marathons on a regular basis. People are nuts. Like I know one guy that he did, he traveled around the world and was staged. He did um, seven, seven marathons in seven days on seven continents. What? Yeah. Seven marathons on seven days on seven continents. Where do you, how do you have that? There's, a, that there's a group of 40 people what? that do this every year. But anyway, so to do that, he had to train every day. He just didn't wake up one day and do it yeah, a little yeah. bit better every day, getting the time down and the tiredness and being willing to do it. You sleep on the plane whenever you do it. But uh, the Australia leg was really hard because <laughs> of all the time difference. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, compounding interest, get better every day. No, that's cool. Sheesh, people can do amazing things. So this season, um, we're focusing on dreaming big, pushing past failure and looking at how we can take action towards that big dream that we have. So I think this is a great place and for us to start is looking at um, pushing past the fear of rejection because how can you get started if you're too scared to even take the first step? So hey guys, as you go about your week, take a look at our social media. On Instagram and Facebook, we're going to be issuing a challenge and the challenge will be for you to choose something to do for 10 days, for 30 days, for 100 days, um, something to help you push past that fear of rejection, something to help you overcome rejection. If you have a fear of maybe reaching out to people on social media about your service or something that you're offering, it could be talking to someone. Um, it could be anything. Like for instance, um, again, you have to keep in the mentality that you're only going to know, no, not right now or yes. And so I've got war story after war story of either I've done and I've made mistakes or I've asked for something and it ended up happening um, to the point where people I've coached and worked with, I've got one guy that um, he was in some negotiations and he asked for some some help in phrasing it. Um, and I gave him a challenge to ask for, for more money during the this particular item that he was going through. And he's like, there's no way that they're going to um, honor that. They won't do it. It's not in the budget, all this other stuff. And I was like, trust me, the money's there. They've got it. I need you to ask. And I, I gave yeah. him a one sentence email to send and was basically saying, hey, are you sure that's your best and final offer? We're meeting tomorrow to decide. And your, um, your proposal is not in the ballpark that the other proposal is because they were sitting on two proposals. And lo and behold, um, they found an extra $6 million to put into the project, okay. um, which was a which was a substantial amount that they could do, but then it, it made it more feasible. Um, but, and that was, that was $6 million for 20 million, for 20 people each. So that was an extra $120 million over 20 years, which is not that bad. No, that's so, not that bad at all. So like, and it all comes down like, what's the worst case scenario? He already had their proposals in hand. Yeah. And he know that was like minimum he was going to get, but by just asking, yeah, he got an extra $6 million for him and his family, which is not too bad. No, that's that's great. And hopefully that inspires someone to take a step out and just choose something to do every day for 10 days, 30 days or 100 days to help them overcome rejection. So like uh, I'll go ahead and put uh, another challenge out there. So on my social media, uh, which on Twitter, I'm a very findable person. It's just Daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L underscore Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-E-N. Um, and I will make a guarantee there will be maybe one, maybe two people that yeah. listen to this particular podcast and will reach out and say, hey, I challenged myself to do this. Or, hey, can you help me think about this? This is my rejection. I've done enough of these things. I spoke at college and university classes. I've given uh, workshops and hackathons to teams of 450 people. Um, and one or two eventually reach out afterwards. So either I'm a really 
not non interesting person, <laughs> or there's this innate sense that people don't believe that they have permission to reach out. Yeah, um, yeah. and I always respond to those things. I, I even challenged a university class a couple months ago. Uh, they were talking about their new businesses, and um, I was on a panel. I was like, "Y'all are really early stage. You need a little bit of help. Here's what I challenge y'all to do." And I also challenged them, "Hey, reach out to me. Like, I'll give you thirty minutes." Um, and we'll like rephrase the business and get you to the next step. Yeah. And out of the class of 35, just one student reached out. Just one. And like, I'm free help. But no one on this podcast listening to it will reach out. I've, I've resigned to that fact. They're not going to. But if they do, we want them to, to reach out, communicate okay. what they're challenging themselves to do. Maybe it's 10 days of asking for a free upgrade at the coffee shop. Yeah. You go to every day. It could be walking in JB Hi-Fi and asking for uh, the best mate discount, or, since you probably shouldn't use the good guy discount. It could be as simple as approaching strangers okay. if you're interested in finding a partner in life. Um that's rejection 101. Like everybody has that. You're interested <laughs> yes. in somebody and something happens or doesn't happen. So, um, yeah, so so on the social medias, post that. Um, we'll chime in and see how it goes. And there could be some fun stuff that happens. And, like, here's a really cool way that people can monitor what they're doing. It's called the Seinfeld method. Have you heard about the Seinfeld no, method? No, what's the Seinfeld method? So Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian, has this way about tracking his progress toward creating a new habit. Um, and... Every day what he does, he has a big calendar. The only thing it has on it is X's. And so he puts a big X every day that he does whatever his challenge or his new habit is that he's trying to do. So it could be like brushing and flossing within the first five minutes that you wake up or rah, 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 whatever it is. And if he does that or 20 crunches every hour on the hour, whatever, he gets to, he gets to put a big X. Now what that does if you're if you miss a day for the entire month and there's no big X there, that's going to haunt you. Yeah, um, and you're going to see that one day that you messed up. Um, so your goal is to complete the longest chain of unbroken X's until it becomes a habit and a second nature. Um, so that's probably some people what you could do if you want to challenge yourself to ask for one thing for free um, or discount or something every day for um, 30 days. Let's create a calendar, print it out, and put it on your wall, and let's see what happens. So just a quick little habit forming on him. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's awesome. So for everyone listening, we'll post those social media posts on Instagram and Facebook. Jump on there. Let us know what you're going to challenge yourself to do. And um, if you want some ideas, just go ahead and ask us as well. And jump on Twitter and let Daniel know what your challenge is and what you're wanting, what you're going to do for 10 days, 30 days, or 100 days. Um, I'm going to do a challenge as well. I'm going to post on the Homer Champions page what my challenge will be and what I'll be doing. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Daniel, for joining us today. Um, we've loved having you here.